Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, Be Awesome listeners. This is Joshua Peach. I am really excited, as I always am, for episode 67 and every episode that we do. As you know, we've been keeping it local for a while. Uh, Lately, I have been uh, asked by numerous people, which has really been uh, appreciated, and and I feel like you've been talking to my friend Chris Mills, who I talk to every single day for the last two years, because he's constantly saying, tell more of your story, Peach, tell more of your story, Peach, what's your why, and all that good stuff, Um, to the point where he wants to interview me, but I'm afraid of the things that he might ask. Um, so today I'm getting, I'm getting out of being local because part of my story uh, is with my guest today. And my guest is none other than inspirational, motivational speaker, Sam Glenn. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Peaches. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, welcome, my friend. So the backstory and, and a little bit about me from my career in speaking is, um, I have shared with a number of folks in, in episodes that the first time that I got to speak on stage was in 2009 and I, and I choked, I, I showed up and I throwed up. I, 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 uh, and I, and I, and I, what I did was my fatal flaw in 2009 was I went and I saw the general session speaker and it completely discouraged me. Incredible story, motivational, inspirational, but I was going next. And it was like anything that I said wasn't going to be able to relate to a Ironman triathlete, Olympian amputee that was in a car accident, lost his leg and had all this motivation. And when he won the Ironman and was in, had a, like the old school prosthetic leg, he poured beer in it and drank and wrote a book, One Man's Leg. So it was like, there's nothing I could do talking about after hours use of buildings for that. So from 2009 to 2015, I was really just picking up odds and ends speaking gigs like people someone would say hey we need a speaker you know a speaker got hit by a bus and isn't going to make it today can you step in and and always just said yes because I wanted to get experience but I didn't have confidence and one of the reasons why I didn't have confidence was um I wasn't I wasn't really ready to tell my story I didn't think I was ready to tell my story and so over the years, I, I very rarely went and saw general session speakers. I very rarely went and saw other speakers. I'd go to events, I'd do my thing, and I'd leave, um, which wasn't healthy or good for me. And in, in 2015, we had the polar vortex. Our house was completely destroyed by ice dams. We, we didn't have a kitchen mm-hmm. for six months. We didn't have a living room, a dining room. I mean, it was just living in really in a, in a really tough place. It was, it was taxing and stressful. And I got an opportunity to go to Oklahoma City to speak with a coworker and friend, Josh Green, which that's a story all in itself, but there's nothing better than walking into the hotel and saying, I'm Mr. Peach and this is Mr. Green. And they say, what's your first name? And you both say Josh at the same time. It's like straight out of Reservoir Dogs. Um, but I was at the Oklahoma ASVO conference and uh, for whatever reason, well, I knew I was going to wake up early this morning. Then this morning, I woke up early and I drove to the Oklahoma City bombing site. I'd never been there. Uh, it's one of the most impactful and powerful, sombering, peaceful places where an amazing tragedy happened. 168 souls were, were lost that uh, in 1995. Uh, somewhere around 600 people were injured. Uh, and they were able to build this absolutely gorgeous memorial. So I sat under the living tree. Uh, which is a, a huge, I think, oak tree that survived the blast. Um, and just kind of was sitting there thinking about 
I don't know what, just kind of reflecting and thinking about things. And I got back in time for the buffet breakfast that Oklahoma Aswell put on. And someone said, you got to come see this featured speech speaker. And so I went and I sat in the back of the room and this big guy, I mean, how tall are you? You're six, uh, six, six, seven, six, seven. Six, yeah. Six, so yeah. Around this, there. This big towering guy gets up and I'm like, Oh, great. Here we go. And he gets up and he gets on stage and he's got no PowerPoint, which I'm, uh, I, I say there's no power and what's the point. And, and so I try not to do him and he, and he's talking like, he's, he's saying he's got some notes, but he's, he's just, he's just going and going and going and going. And all of a sudden he just says, he opens up with, I successfully completed high, uh, college in just five years. And a light, a light bulb went off because I thought that was um, something that was so powerful for me because it wasn't college, it was high school. It took me five years to finish high school and it was something I've been embarrassed about my entire life. And it's a huge part of my story. Uh, and I never finished college. I, if anybody knows me professionally, I've never asked anybody where they went to college because I don't want you to ask me. Um, and so... This, this, this light bulb went off and I'm like, wow, if this guy can get up and, and share that, that piece of his life, then I should be able to do it too. And, uh, and so then a month later I go to Ohio and all of a sudden I see Sam Glenn's on the schedule. So I go and I watch him there and it's, a, it's the same keynote. It's, it, you know, it's, it's modified for Ohio, but I, it's like, I never heard it before and I get amped up and then I go to Maryland, DC. Um, where you had a hot coffee spilt on you by the drive-through person when you were coming from oh, the yeah. airport, and uh, and and I'm like, I feel like I'm stalking this guy through the year 2015, beginning of 2016. <laughs> I start buying his books, and I start realizing that I can do this. And it was that pivotal, you know, those few words was what springboarded me to be okay with sharing my story on stage. And I'm going to share more of it in the podcast. But he's been unbelievably instrumental throughout um, my career uh, in the last five years with my speaking and, and why I think it's great to have him here because he is uh, the professor of attitude and, uh, and positivity and he's done amazing. The last thing I'll tell you, um, which is uh, you, if you watch the podcast and you've watched the podcast, you'd see one of Chris Mills flags behind me all the time next to uh, Natalia's painting and the painting behind me is a, uh, is a is an eagle painting and and the day that i the day that i signed um all the paperwork to become be awesome llc one of the first things i did was send sam a message and uh he didn't know me i don't think we've ever officially talked i bought a bunch of his books but we never really actually uh talked uh, and i sent the linkedin message and i said it's it's my goal to have one of your paintings in my my office i just started be awesome llc today um, this, the Eagle is extremely powerful for me. It's what's kept me going a lot over the years. And, uh, I got a message back that said, that is such a cool name of a company. What's your address? And I didn't even think to, like, why, why is this guy asking for my address? And no sooner than I thought about it, there was this painting here and it sits in front of me every day. Um, and the message that he doesn't paint these Eagles anymore is to soar like an Eagle. Don't walk like a duck. Uh, but he's got some additional great sayings, some great philo uh, philosophy. He, he's, he's, he's weathered the storm. Uh, he's weathering the storm that we're all weathering now. So I'm, I'm super excited to have you here, Sam. I hope you don't mind me long-winded sharing that story. I don't think I've ever shared that whole story, uh, even with you in our conversation. So I uh, thought important that you hear it. So 
I'm okay. sorry, I, I didn't hear a word you said. So oh, yeah. Start over. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, geez, let me get my let me get my notes. Um, <laughs> but uh, Sam, tell everybody a little bit about you. How did you become the attitude guy? Um, tell talk about the painting because you got a couple behind you, uh, and and how those come about. Because that's that's amazing all in itself. Uh, well, I'm a I would say I'm a visual learner, and uh, you know there's a lot of speed painters out there where they dance around the stage and splatter paint, and I would love to do that, but I'm just I'm not a great dancer, and if I splattered paint, I mean it would just I'd probably ruin the place. I mean I, I do it here in my studio, and I can do it, but I've taken a more laid back approach with my art, which which it, it just is one of those things where I used to play music, chalk art on a big bed sheet, but the chalk dust started getting to me. So I just started painting and I, and I actually kind of stumbled upon it. I, I didn't have music for an event. So I had a lapel and I started painting while I was talking and some guy came up afterwards and he goes, man, you're just like that guy on PBS with the big hair and uh, <laughs> little Bob Ross. <laughs> And he says, that just felt amazing. And he was just like, it's so relaxing. And he says, you know, I've seen speed painters before. They fly through it. And he says, you know, it's good to have that pump. But he says, watching you and watching it unfold and hearing a message with it, he said it brought him such a sense of peace and it filled him up. And so that's that's kind of how I've adapted with the art. So I like to paint pictures that are meaningful to me. And, and I, and I like to, I like to speak while I paint and, and people, people tend to like that. So I'm a self-taught artist and I mean, some, I'm, I'm learning, I, I got to keep learning. I'm, I'm an amateur, but I, I've never taken an art class and uh, it's just every day getting up and, and, and just trying to learn and become better. Yeah, I was, I was going to hold off on the, this kind of went right into play. I did take an art class last week. Um, here it nice. is. What does it look hey, like? Hey, I like it, it. What is it? It's the beach. Yeah, no. The ocean. Yeah, no, it's is two it elephants. shell? It's two elephants walking through the jungle by the mountains. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a sunrise or a sunset or something. There's some birds. Um, That's awesome. You know, if, truth be told, it's funny. Um, when I when I saw you do that for the first time, do the Eagle for the first time in Oklahoma, I went to California right after. I'm on the plane and I'm going, man, if I'm going to make this thing pop, I gotta I gotta have something. I gotta have a talent, a skill, something. I'm I'm flying along. And I'm like, maybe I should juggle. Like maybe I can figure out how to juggle and do some sort of like circus act. Because God knows I can't paint. And uh, yeah. sure enough, I get to California, this sold out show, and uh, the guy comes out, motivational speaker. And what what was he? Who's a carny? He comes out on a unicycle juggling baseball bats. And I'm like, all right, I give up. I can't paint. I can't juggle. I can't compete. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna talk. But I was doing this a couple of weeks ago, and there was something really cool that happened. This was for my son's school. They did a um a Zoom like paint night, you know, drink wine and paint. Yeah. Um when I saw right out of the gate, like which what the artist had and what they expected me to do that has absolutely no ability. I'm like, there's no way anything that's going to look like a sun and the water um, is going to happen, a sunset or a sunrise. And it's not fantastic, but it's definitely not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but the one thing I did do is I, I, I signed it, looks, it. I think it looks great. And, and you know, the foundation of all my work is that 
uh, I call it messy work. In the, in, the, in the art world, they call it abstract. And mm -hmm. abstract is messy. And it kind of stems from Jackson Pollock. Jackson Pollock was a, a you know, he's, he's known as being a famous artist. And here's a guy who would just put a canvas on the floor and he would take normal household paint and just splatter it and throw paint on it. And people, when they, look at that, when they looked at that, uh, they, they just saw a mess. But his paintings, I mean, they go for a crazy amount of money now because people stopped focusing on the mess. And then through the mess, they shifted their, their mindset and they started seeing some meaning. Uh, they started finding a, a message and a masterpiece. And so that has really become the foundation of all my work is that it, it is messy. It is filled with abstract. And, and typically people look at that and focus on that. And whatever we focus on, we feed. So the foundation of, of my presentation linked to my artwork is empowering people to shift their mindset. Stop always feeding the problem, feeding the, the, the challenges, the adversities and start focusing, it's, it's okay to focus on the silver lining and use the silver lining and have optimism and, and have a more creative mind. So, so people, they really gravitate towards that because they're finding that meaning and the message and that masterpiece in the art. And, and, and I gotta be honest with you, since this whole virus thing's popped up, I, I think I've sold more art than, than the entire 25 years that I've been doing art. So that's kind of wild, yeah. but people are connected to that message. Well, I am that, that, that painting back there that stays right there. Um, when I'm here, you know, and I'm thinking, thinking, and I've got, you know, uncertainty and fear or whatever. Um, I don't know if you can hear that screaming. That's chance going crazy, trying to get into my office. That's me. That's, that's home. That's homework. That's home working at its best. Um, but that painting I look at and I remember the first time you said, soar like an eagle, don't walk like a duck. And, and that's, yep. that, that painting speaks to me and it speaks to me every single day I'm in my office. You know, the, 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 um, the one that I got for Jenny Mather at JM Pet Resort that you did for me with the tree and the roots. And, uh, it yeah. was, you, uh, you grow through what you go through. And I mean, you talk oh. about, you talk about the timing on that painting, um, she and her team right there oh hey hold it up you just froze That's, real quick oh, there it is yeah um, roll through it too. this is the the most requested painting that i do because all of this is just it's it looks like junk but you know it does sound a little cliche but we always have a choice to grow from this become better or we can choose to be absorbed by this feed the focus of this, and become bitter so i mean it's it's a good visual message is what it is. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they, you talk about, they, they were doubling the size of their building. Uh, the, the largest project that they, that they were undertaking. Um, Jenny slipped on the ice and broke her leg like a week after we gave, we gave Ooh. the painting. So they presented the, cause she bought the books for all of her, um, yeah. all of her employees and she did the awesome coffee mugs. And I got, I actually got the painting as a thank you because they're, they're one of, while I'm one of their customers with my dogs and she's a personal friend, yep. they're, also, they're also one of my clients. So that was my, my 2019 mm. thank you for, uh, for what they did for me. And, and so gave the, gave the painting and there she is, you know, full cast. 
going through all this stuff. The start of COVID's coming. They delayed their holiday party. The other construction project, like all this stuff, and, and the, that tree stands tall right in their building every day. And I'm sure that they have that same oh. idea. Are we gonna are we gonna persevere That's and good. push, or are we gonna let this all get get to us and eat away at us and and be negative? Um, while we were talking about that, thought just came up. So you, so behind you, you've got one that's stronger together with a bunch of trees, and I'm assuming yep. it's some similar message. Do you come up with the Do you come up with the tagline or the, the 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 thought, and then do the painting, or do you are you just like you just say I think I'm going to paint this, and then come up with what it means, like what or is it is it a combination of the two? Like how do you how does that come about? Like how do you? Uh, I, well, I think I, I when I see something and I. You know, there's kind of a message behind it. You know, I'm an idea person. So when we were talking earlier and uh, you were talking about growing your business and, and I and, and I asked you, what do you like to be called? Josh, Joshua. And you're like, people call me Peach. And all I can think of is, you know, in my mind, when I hear something like that, an artist's mind, I'm thinking creative. I'm thinking, man, you could do something with that. Uh, that's gold. <laughs> And, and so there, there are things that I do that, uh, you know, I, I'll do like a, like a, oh gosh, a, a daisy painting because daisy is known as the flower of joy. And I hear different things, uh, you know, s- symbolic things. I try to paint something and then kind of put it together. In fact, uh, there was a group, it was American Business Women's Association. So they've had me speak at their national conference many times and, this uh, 2019, they asked if I would paint a dragonfly for them. And, and you know, when you do that pre-conference call with your clients, and uh, I was sitting there and I was just like, you guys want me to paint you a bug? Okay, I'll paint you a bug. <laughs> and they were like, Sam, you got, you got to research it and learn about it. And it turns out that the dragonfly is a symbol of positivity, strength, mm-hmm. awakening. And so... I just started painting uh, dragonflies and I got to be honest, I had never seen a dragonfly before. And one day I came in to practice painting the dragonfly and I saw my first dragonfly. Talk about, talk about vision to reality. I I saw it and it was such a delicate creature and it was beautiful. I went and I got my wife. I'm like, you got to see this dragonfly. And and she had never seen one. And she just, when she saw it, she's like, it's a bug, kill it. (laughs) I I didn't kill it, but (laughs) uh, I I let it loose outside. But, you know, people have different things that are meaningful to them. And, And so when I paint the lion, I talk about courage. When I paint the eagle, I talk about attitude. When I, when I paint this, I talk about being strong together. So I try to find things that, that have a, a relative meaning that, that people can connect to and relate to. And, uh, and also for myself, because, it, you know, had I not practiced the dragonfly, it, it probably wouldn't have been meaningful to me. I would have just painted a picture, said, there you go. But Instead, I painted something that was meaningful to, to me, and, and that, that transferred over into everybody that was watching it. It became meaningful for them as well. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, – so, and, 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 you, and you have books that tie to a lot of – like you have, you have a book on courage, right? I think, you, I, I think that might be one of the only ones that I don't have. I don't yeah. have that in Lizard Lasagna. Those are the two that I know I don't, I don't have. Um, yeah, usually when I'm introduced, they'll they'll say Sam is the author of like uh, 23 books or something. We've had yeah. to pull it back and for humbling reasons, but 
but uh, there's a picture of me on social media where I actually stacked up all my books that I've mm -hmm. written in 25 years, and it's it's over 57 books, mm -hmm. and most of them are out of print right now. But I, I've always, since I was in high school, I always loved to write, and I'm a note taker. So when I'm when I'm listening to a speaker or something where I'm learning. Um, I mean, I, I take tons of notes and you don't see that a lot today. Every now and then you see people taking notes during a session, but, but, but they're, they're trying to rely on their memory. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to forget stuff. So the things that I learn, the notes that I have actually become my books. If mm -hmm. it's valuable to me, I know it'll be valuable to others. So a lot of my books are just my personal development notes dressed up in a, a unique way. You know, yeah. as a book. So, uh, in fact, uh, years ago, I went to a Jim Rohn conference and uh, I had a front row seat. I got there. I think it op the doors opened up at nine. I was there at 4.30 a.m. And uh, I was just, you, you know, my life was, I was, I was homeless living in the back of an 82 Buick Regal, struggling, depressed. And, and I was starting to turn things around a little bit. And uh, I got a free ticket to see him. It was Mark Victor Hansen and, and, uh, uh, oh gosh, Fran Tarkington. So a big Viking fan. So I was there at 430. I'm like, I got to get a front row seat. And uh, when, when you listen to Jim Rohn speak, he's not very charismatic mm -hmm. and he's not all over the stage and he doesn't use a PowerPoint. He gives a lecture, but his lectures are so insightful that you just can't stop writing. Like mm -hmm. when I finished that two day seminar, my hand was killing me, but everybody they all took notes and I still have those notes and they're so precious and valuable to me over 20 some years later. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I think it's always important to have a, a, a notebook with y'all all the time. In fact, just talking to you, got my notebook here. I, I have a notebook and pen with me all That's the time when an idea pops school. up. <laughs> oh, this is very, <laughs> well, I, it, you know, this, this also, uh, this also, uh, gives the impression that you're taking notes because I started taking notes on my phone when yeah. we go to church or somewhere or get an idea. And so it kind of looks like oh, I'm just playing on my phone, mm -hmm. but I, I want to tell, you know, I want to tell the pastor, Hey, I'm, I'm not texting or playing on my phone. I'm, I'm just taking notes. <laughs> yeah. You want to get a, you want to get a so, rock, you want to get a rocket book. So a rocket book is an old school looking notebook. That will yeah. you actually that actually is embedded that you that your uh, pen that's got tabs on it and you can click on what you want to do with it and take a picture of it and it scans the QR code on that page scans your writing and then puts it in any file box on your computer electronically that you want. It's pretty slick. Oh, it's pretty. I need slick. to upgrade and to and that. And then it erases. Yeah. Yep. So uh, lost your uh, video there for a second. I think you're back. Sorry about that. No problem. Um, yeah, no, you got to get you out of it. I was, I was the spiral bound high school, uh, notebook guy for a while. I mean, you're, you're one step up from a trapper keeper, I think, but, uh, we got to get you, got to get you the, the rocket book. It might, it might I be the next trapper keeper, man. <laughs> I think we actually, that was one of, I was going to, I told Amy, my fiance, that she had, she had to help me out with some, some of the, uh, the business side of stuff. And she says, Oh, do I get a trapper keeper? And I bought her one, uh, but I don't know what I did with it. It's around here somewhere. Trapper That's keepers awesome. are the best. Hey, vintage. Yeah. So, but, so what are you doing right now? Like you're you're like me, right? I mean, you're not you're not doing any public speaking. Uh, unless well, you're... I, 
I, I was like you. I was going into 2020 with my best year ever. Uh, in fact, I think right when all of this started happening, um, you know, it, it was a kick in the gut because I was so excited because I'm a big fan and follower of Goalcast. Mm-hmm. And they post a lot of great motivational videos, inspirational quotes and stuff. And, and they actually did a video on me. And, uh, and it, 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 they emailed me yesterday and told me it got up to a million views and asked me what I thought. And, and I, I really encouraged them. They need to put more humor into their stuff and that, mm-hmm. you know, work with me I, because right now I think people need to laugh and uh, laughter is joy. Laughter gives us a break from stress and, and we just need to lighten up. And, and I mean, what we're going through isn't funny, but it doesn't mean that we can't laugh through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the most toughest times in my life, the fact that I could laugh during those times gave me strength to that resilience to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, if I couldn't laugh, my attitude would have declared bankruptcy and that's just a dangerous place to be. But um, I'm painting a lot. I give away a painting every day on my Facebook page. So it's become kind of a place where people can go and, and uh, all I got to do is uh, I put a little message with the painting and all they got to do is share it and like it. And then every night I pick a winner. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're up to 64 paintings so far. So 64 days, 64 paintings. And, and uh, the feedback we're getting with that is everybody likes it. They, they, they look, it's something to look forward to. And that's, that's what we need right now. something to look forward to because honestly, with what's going on, there's so much uncertainty that it's hard to plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I, we were talking last night. We were thinking, you know, what, what's next? How do we plan? The, uh, she was getting emails for the kids for uh, summer camps and summer school and different things. And we were just like, you, you can't even plan. And you mm-hmm. wake up and you don't know what's going to happen next or uh, you might hear the news, the virus has evolved into this. And you're just like, what is going on? Yeah. So, uh, you know, every day the painting helps. The painting is therapy. Giving it away to somebody special and knowing that it's meaningful to them, it, it, it gives me a lot of purpose right now. And then when, when things get better, you know, I'll get back on the road and hopefully, I mean, Hopefully, hopefully it'll, it'll, it will get better and we'll be able to do those in-person meetings. I know I'm getting that itch and feeling for getting out there and interacting with people. So uh, it's, it's tough because I'm diabetic and, and I'm a pretty big guy. So my wife doesn't really let me go out because she says, you're just too sexy for the virus. So, so she keeps me at home. And I mean, like last week I did a, I did a video where I took uh my hair, I haven't had a haircut for, yeah. I think my, maybe three months and I made a big mohawk and that's why I'm wearing a hat now because yeah. I mean, I'm not used to having a ton of hair, so I don't know how to style it. My wife's talking to me about, they use the word product. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, the only product I ever used was moose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if they still make it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but we're, it's in the clearance aisle. Yeah. <laughs> it's at the dollar store. Um, we're, you know, I'm hanging in there and uh, I'm working on a new book. I, I'm calling it my final book. I said mm-hmm. that two books ago, but yeah. Uh, yeah I think you said one it of those was, th- attitude changes. Everything was going to be, I think your final book, right? Yeah. The, the last, I think the last three, I think I've said like, Hey, this is, this is it. <laughs> um, 
and then I come out with another one. But yeah. uh, uh, this, this, this one, you, you know, when you know, you know, Michael Jordan, he retired, he came back. I mean, yeah. it's allowed. But I'm working on a new one called, uh, still playing with the title, it's called Positively Unforgettable. And it's about how to live an unforgettable life by living your unforgettables, the mm-hmm. things that are meaningful to you. So when you're doing these podcasts and you, you, when you were sharing with me all these little stories about the people that you're meeting and, and your adventure of starting your business, all I hear and I see are these amazing stories in your future books. Yeah. And, and I think that all of those little stories, there's a lesson there. And those lessons become your unforgettables. The fact that you're sharing them, they're unforgettable to you. And there are the things that make us unforgettable to our family, to our friends, and to those we serve every day. So, so that's the foundation of that book. I'm, I'm kind of taking my time on it. But uh, uh, I think uh, John Gordon, he's doing laps around me right now. Guy's mm-hmm. coming out with a book every week, but he, he's pretty cool. I, <laughs> I like listening to John Gordon stuff. He's a very positive guy. We have a lot of similarities. Uh, clients will hire him. And then I feel like I'm the follow-up guy to a lot of his clients. Like, we had a positive guy last year. We'd like to have you <laughs> kind of positive. Yeah. And uh, in fact, uh, he tells a story about the late Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar took notes during a session when he was speaking. And I had a similar experience. Uh, it was in 2002. Zig took notes. I, I don't think he took notes. I think he wrote out his uh, grocery list. But <laughs> we still have that interaction with that, that, I don't know, that common denominator with Zig. Yeah. Zig was such a great influence on my life and my business. And, and so I try to pay that forward to people like you and and uh, and let you know, like when you do your artwork or when you do a speech and stuff, my personal brand, my philosophy is I'm rooting for you. I'm not competing against you at all. There's enough for all of us, but I'm rooting for your best every day. And that's that's what I try to tell people every day is, hey, uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. Allow yourself the grace to progress and get better. Allow yourself to make mistakes learn from the mistakes and grow from them. And uh, so that's why I'm a, I'm a huge fan of yours because I see this progression and you can just tell you're picking up that momentum to, to impacting a lot of people's lives. And that's, that's going to be the, the, the result down the road. So you got a lot of purpose in what you're doing, man. No, I appreciate it. No. And, and you, you make some re- really great points. Um, one was, was you're introducing me to Eddie, you know, um, Eddie Slokowski, you know, that was, that was, uh, you know, out of left field, I get this this message. Hey, I'm Eddie. Uh, Sam told me I have to meet you, and we have to we have to talk. And I I met him in person and broke bread and had dinner with him before I I did with you and knowing you for five years and following yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and now it's become a a good friendship. And he's I mean, you know, I was I was telling Amy last night. You know, it's really amazing. A lot of the the speakers that I've gotten to know over the last couple of years that that you know just through instances like this, how much you care. Like you mm. genuinely care. And, and a lot of people get that feeling like you go up on stage, you sit in front of hundreds of thousands of people, you do your thing, you get your, you get your pay and, and you're on your way. And they're just words. And it's really powerful and meaningful when it's more than words. Because at one point mm. I, I was just a guy in this, I was just a guy in the audience. I was a guy that bought your book and went up and said, Hey, could you sign, could you write to Josh? You know, <laughs> you know and here we are today and you are your huge influence and, and help for me. Um, just well, you, because, you, just because. 
Well, you know, you made a good point there, more than words. Because I know you work a lot with the ASBO groups. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, they, they see you on stage. They assume that what you get paid for is on stage. I think the on stage stuff, I do that for free. People mm-hmm. pay me to, uh, to travel because I don't like traveling. People pay me to be away from my family. And people pay for the years of, of trying to get better. But, but there's so much that people don't see behind the scenes. I remember the, the one story that stands out the most is uh, for years I spoke at a lot of the ASBO conferences. Obviously, that's how you know we met and got to know each other. But uh, I think it was the Arizona ASBO conference, mm-hmm. and I wasn't feeling good. I, I have I have like crazy allergies, so I'm sitting here. I'm just yeah. Uh, I'm afraid to go out in public now with allergies because if I sniffle or sneeze, mm-hmm. I just feel like somebody's gonna yell, "He's got it." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what to do, but um, that's, that's one of my big fears right now. He's got it. Oh yeah. uh, Getting called out in public. No, it's just allergies. Liar. (laughs) But uh, I I was, uh, it was the Arizona ASBO. I wasn't feeling that great. I didn't feel like I I gave my best speech, but I got a standing ovation. And uh, in fact, uh, one of the best schools in, in Arizona booked me to speak at you know, to all their educators, which I love. And, uh, but I was, I was finishing signing books. I don't really sell books at events anymore. And mostly because not that, not that I don't like providing it. I, I kind of point people to my website. It's just that I've, the older I get, the lazier I'm getting. I'm like, I don't feel like dragging books along. <laughs> so if you want to get a book, just go to my website, I'll sign it and ship it to you. But um, I had finished signing books and there was a guy that, uh, and I was, I was running late. And I had to get to a flight because you know how after you might give a speech, they do like announcements and stuff. And you're Mm -hmm. just like, okay, I don't know if they're going to end this thing ever. I got a flight and all my stuff's on stage. So this guy kind of waited and he, he shared this story with me about his, his, he came up to me and he said, Sam, you know, I haven't laughed in three years. And he says, uh, my little boy, I think his son was under the age of five. He said, "I, I lost my son. Uh, three years ago and my son loved to laugh and he says I haven't laughed since and he says today's the first day I had a breakthrough and I laughed and and I could just see you know when people are trying to share their stories and it's meaningful to them you know I have such incredible empathy for that and uh, um, I could tell that he was trying to you know probably like me you know when you feel the emotion coming in I'm just I have to to pull it back I have to think Sam, remember that time you stubbed your toe? <laughs> Think about it over and over. And so, uh, so I just sat with this guy. And, and so this was like an all-inclusive type event where I got paid. But uh, um, I've always tried to, you know, work with ASBO's budgets and stuff. And, but to fly from Arizona to Indianapolis, you know, it's, a, it's an expensive ticket. Yeah. And so I sat with that guy and I missed my flight. And that's the, that's the part that people don't see is that uh, uh, I think to rebook it, it was like 1200 bucks. I had to book a hotel and, and you know what, to me, it wasn't a burden Mm -hmm. to me. It was a reminder of what I, why I do what I do, that it's just more than words or trying to captivate people on stage without a PowerPoint. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but when I sat there with him, I thought, you know, if I was ever in that place, I would want somebody to do that 
for me. And so I, I've been encouraging all of the people I've been talking to doing virtual sessions. The things that make a difference right now are remembering to be an example because an example makes a difference during this time. Uh, remember to be encouraging, encouraging to yourself, to your family, to others. And then remembering the power of empathy that we all respond to adversity differently. So it's, it's being empathetic and knowing that we're all trying to work through emotions and that what's going on can be taking a toll. And so we're trying to work through that. So it's being that, having that empathetic patience and compassion. And, and those are my three E's that I've been sharing with people, example, encouragement, and empathy. And I, I think those three things will really make a difference right now. Mm -hmm. But I just thought I would share that story because I know you work a lot with ASBO and it's, it's a story that I don't tell that story on stage. It's just mm -hmm. one of those stories that I would share over coffee because it, it meant something to me and, and I know it meant something to him too. So that's, that's right there. That was worth it. You know, um, for me, that's been the greatest reward. I, you know, we all have to eat, but the, the reward of what we do is those experiences and it's when you have those experiences and one of the things that i when i started was and i'm sure you had the same feeling it's like you walk into a room and you're like i want to wow everyone and then the reality of what we do is i want to wow someone and yeah. and just make sure that you have that connection with one person just one person that does what that what that gentleman did um i can remember one of the first times i had I, I did, I, I did a keynote. Um, uh, I think the title of it was the change or not to change. How is the question? Um, and it was one of my first and this woman walked up, I got done and I, and I felt okay. It's always when you feel okay. That's like the most powerful, impactful one that, that people, <laughs> that people are, are into, right? Cause it's, yeah. it, maybe it's because you think you feel off, but maybe it's more that you feel you and real and everything is there and put together. I don't know what it is, but I was yeah. like, I, I got done. And I was like, oh, this is okay. I was, I was feeling like I was happy. Nobody threw anything at me and, you know, wrapping up, doing all my stuff. And this woman walks mm -hmm. up and just gives me this huge hug. And I'm like, mm. oh, okay. And she said, for the last year, I felt like I've had no purpose. And I'm like, huh? And she says, my, my son was killed in a car accident. And mm. I, I just started to cry. I'm like, oh my God, like, I didn't know how to like, and she sat and she talked to me for about 10 minutes. And yep. I just sat there and, and listened and was like, you should be sharing the importance and the power of being able to change and how impactful, like getting uncomfortable and all the things that I just talked about, like you're doing it. You just didn't realize mm -hmm. it. Yeah. But, and, but I've stayed in contact with her this whole time. We check in and, and talk every so often or anything. And that's just so like, those are the things that people, like you say, they don't see um, that you, yeah. that you get to experience and they give, and that gives me so much more than I could ever give anyone. Like I want to impact yep. someone to the point where they're going to share something with me that's going to yeah. be so far greater than anything that I, that I can yep. give it. And uh, no, that's it. You, you get it a lot. Um, and it's interesting when you get it, when I'm sure you get it when you travel and you're, 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 you know, we're practicing all the time, you know, we're practicing yeah. when we're on our plane, we're practicing, you know, you know, interaction and engagement and body language and making sure that what we're saying are the right words and word adjustment and association and all this stuff. And it's funny because you'll be sitting, I'll be sitting at the airport typing something up and waiting for my flight and 
person next to me would give me a little nudge. Oh, you want to read my paper? And it's like, if I want to read your paper, I, I, I'd ask you for it because it's been sitting on your lap for half an hour, but I'm doing my, my email. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, no, I'm good. I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I'm, I don't actually read the newspaper. It smells nice, but I don't read it. I get it on my, my computer. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then and they get a nudge, you know, a nudge a couple seconds later. And it's like, hey, um, it's going to be a good day to fly. Like, I guess so. I, I'm not a pilot. I just, I'm a passenger, you know? And then it's like a couple seconds later, it's like nudge, like, so what do you do? And then you go, Oh, well, I'm a inspirational, motivational speaker. Well, tell me something. And it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> right now, yeah. it's like, what, what do you like? It's, it's not like a, a canned. It, as much as you think it's like this canned everything put together. It's an emotional, I'm sure you've done it. I do it every time I get up on stage. I have an idea. Like I have a framework. Yeah. I have the things I want to cover. But if you get up, if you get up on stage and all of a sudden your front row is, is, uh, is not the audience that you thought or that you expected, or it's not, you know, they say it's going to be 700 people, but it's the first thing in the morning and there's 300, like, you know, you're always, you're always adjusting, right? So it's not, we're not, we're not robots. So I I hear that so much, Sam, we're expecting a thousand people. Oh man, five showed up. This is fantastic. Well, you know, for me, it's it's never about how many people because, you know, I've spoken to audiences as large as 75,000 at a stadium event. And uh, there's one group that, you know, I do a lot with school boards. And there's one school board association that they, they won't hire me until they see me speak to a big crowd. Mm-hmm. But I, I spoke to big crowds for almost two years because I worked with the Billy Graham Evangelical Association, Team Mania. So I'm, I'm, I was emceeing and speaking to thousands and, and trying to manage thousands. In fact, um, but uh, I was going to tell a story, but had an ADD moment. But uh, I really like, I like the smaller groups. Yeah. I like the more intimate groups because it, you can get good, better interaction mm-hmm. and it feels more personable and connection. So I think the older I'm getting, when, when somebody calls up and says, Sam, we're only going to have 50 people, I'm like, fantastic. Right. You know, 12 people, uh, great. Let's sit in a circle, sing Kumbaya and talk motivation. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't, that the size doesn't really matter. But uh, uh, for me, it's just, like you said, it's it's about getting ready, having that idea of impact, but but also being, allowing yourself to have the flexibility to improv, improv, mm-hmm. you know, to change things up a little bit. I studied improv at Second City, and I got to tell you, I tell everybody who wants to get into speaking, probably the best thing you can do is take an improv class because you have to learn to play off your environment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what do you do when your crowd's not into it? Or somebody gets up and, and like me, I have ADDs and I don't take medication. When somebody gets up and walks out to go to the bathroom and that just throws my focus, you you know, how do you manage that? So uh improv has helped me a lot yeah Uh, that has just saved me because some groups some groups every group i would say is different some groups they have that energy they're ready for you you leave and you're just like you know there's that ego you're like i am great i am special (laughs) and then you go on to the next one you're like i am nothing yeah i am worthless (laughs) i mean Every, every event has a different experience and a different energy. And I would say for the most part, uh, a, a good majority, 90% of the ones I speak at, uh, even if there isn't a great energy, uh, I will bring it and I will create it and kind of funnel it. By the end, 
yeah. were all there. But the ones that I struggle with and I don't do anymore are like uh, usually the after dinner ones where they're like, mm -hmm. we, you know, they, they've had open bar for yeah. three hours. Yeah. And there's, I, I did one where they had an open bar and the, the client came up. She says, Sam, they've been drinking for two hours. What we're going to do is have you speak for an hour and then give them food. I'm like, I'm like, should you give them food? And, and I got to tell you, it was just one of the most, <laughs> it, it was, it was, uh, I wouldn't tell you how bad it was. When I was done, my client actually came up and said, we'd like to give you more money. <laughs> I mean, this, that was like 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and there's so still, there's I, still places that are doing it. They actually do it at open bar during the speaking. Uh, oh yeah. They actually, had, yeah, they they actually had one of those. Um, I walked in, uh, and I'm, I'm looking around. I'm like, they got bars set up in this ballroom with the stage. I'm like, and people all, everybody's in their double fists and they're like, I gotta have enough of, I gotta have enough of yes. this talk. I don't want to have to get I don't want to get on a double yeah. fist and sitting down. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good crowd. But by the end of it, you're like looking, doing some pulse checking. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of it, funny. Uh, some of the, oh, uh, man. <laughs> we should, we should do a podcast on the adventures of speaking. Cause it's just, <laughs> I, I always tell people when they call up about that after dinner thing, the, the only thing I suggest for like after dinner where people are drinking is, you know, go with like a magician or maybe a really famous celebrity or something yeah. or sports figure, but to, to have a dinner and to have people drink and then just book you to give an inspirational speech for an hour. To me, mm -hmm. that would be torture. Right. So I always say, just kind of go that route, go with something a little more entertaining and, uh, and let them drink and have a good time. Yeah. So, or or the, they try to squeeze you in during dinner. That's the, the, the biggest one. And I, and I, gonna... I'm a non, I'm a non, uh, you know, the doctors haven't give, told me that I have ADD, but I'm right there. I, I definitely get distracted, you know, Oh, look, they're shiny objects, you know, all that stuff. And yeah, you know, you're doing one of those and people are just ripping through their steak and clanging their glasses <laughs> and everything. You're just like, what, what the or, hell was I, what was I talking about again? Where am I? Uh, that's yeah. a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> or the wait, the wait staff, the wait staff trying to clean up dishes, and you're just like, for the love of all that's holy, just stop. So, let, them, let them sit for five more minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but I, I like, uh, you know, I, I enjoy what I do, and I, I think that uh, I love encouraging people because my whole philosophy is it all starts with how we think, and when we think better, we're gonna do better. So when you think about all the skills, the talent and, and experience that people have, the, the realization is that whatever attitude you choose, whatever attitude you put in front of you, all of those things are going to follow. So if you've got the wrong attitude set in front of you, it doesn't matter how talented, how skilled, how great you are, how much experience you have, you're really going to defeat yourself through that attitude. So uh, the groups that bring me in are the ones that, uh, Typically, what I have found, the groups that bring me in, they don't need a motivational speaker. They are, you, you always hear people say, Sam, this group needs to have you. They're so negative and toxic. But those aren't the groups that reach out to hire you. The groups mm -hmm. that reach out to hire you, they're the ones that have an incredible appraisal of attitude and the right attitude working through their people. And so because they have that high appraisal, they understand that my session is about recharging and empowering people to think better because they know 
that, uh, that when we think better, we're going to lead better, love better, serve better, make better choices. And, and that's where it all starts. So because they have that appraisal, they understand that we need to recharge, refocus, renew, rekindle. And so those are the groups that really hire me the most. They, they, they are the ones that when I leave a session, I'm thinking I would work for this company because mm-hmm. they know how to take care of their people. They know how to empower them. They believe in the right attitude. And, uh, and partnering that right attitude with the right skills. So yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, and that's that's solid right there because, um, you know, I think one of the times that I saw you speak, might have been the first one, you, you just, you came right out and you're like, not all you guys are going to like me. And it's not, it, it's not me. It, you probably just need more fiber or something. You said something like that. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is great. But, uh, you know, if someone, you know, uh, um, if somebody wants to, to be positive, they can be positive. And if somebody's set to be negative, they're going to be negative. And there's nothing that I can do um, to, to take that negativity out. Like there's no magic pill. Like if you're having, you know, people have bad days. We all have bad days. But some people choose to have bad lives. And you can't, mm. you, you are really having a hard time at fixing that. But if someone's having a bad day, but has that inner positivity, that, that, that little ray of optimism, that little hope that they have somewhere, that's that's yeah. the stuff that you really bring out and people bring out that are that are like you that says okay you've got this you know you've got this I'm behind you I'm in your corner like I always tell people I'm in your I'm always in your corner and that sometimes that's all people need yeah. but it's those groups yeah. that have that like you know you're like you if, if somebody called me and they were like hey my company is like toxic everybody hates each other they're street fighting every day uh, you know they're slashing each other's tires and you know, just craziness. No, yeah. no, no, thank you. Like you're just going to be throwing good money on top of a bad situation. That's not going to get any better. Um, it's those groups that say, Hey, we've got really great people. They're having a hard time yep. going through a struggle. The business officials are always going through a struggle and they're the hands down. And why I have such a passion for school business officials mm-hmm. is they don't go to school for that career. There's no, yep. no, nobody goes through high school and they go, Hey, I can't wait to be a business manager for a public school district. When I get out, yeah. they go and they do something. And then someone says, you know, you're really good with numbers. You're really good with this. Why don't you think about becoming a school business manager? And it's super rewarding. They're mm. great people. They're doing it for yep. all the right reasons. But they get, you know, as many of them get beat up every day because, yeah. you know, they have to make the difficult decisions on where the dollars are spent in schools. And it, and it, and it, it can hurt. And it can make their day difficult because they're trying to do the right things all the time. So all the people in those audiences are amazing, awesome humans. They just need yeah. a little. They just need a little pick me up every once in a while, and it's great and, when you get to do that. Yeah, and that's a good point. We all need that little pick me up. Something that just kind of. I mean, I, I've been researching and studying and speaking on attitude and just the positivity stuff, but even I need a pick me up uh, from time to time. We all need that to rekindle that. Uh, you know that that enthusiasm and excellence and purpose within us. In fact, I, I spoke at an HR conference and this guy, he reaches out and he emailed me. He says, man, at the event, I was all pumped up and now it's been two weeks and I'm back to where I was. <laughs> and that's when you talk about responsibility is yeah. that, hey, I'll help you start the campfire and get it going again, but it's up to you to keep it going right. and finding ways to, to keep that spark going. And, and that's why I, I love uh, I really, one of my the greatest audiences I love speaking with are educators and I get booked to, 
I mean, I practically lived in Texas for three years uh, mm -hmm. speaking at uh, in-service meetings because, um, oh gosh, it was the uh, Texas School Board Association. Yep. You know, th these people are getting marketed to by speakers all the time, but luckily I caught this woman on the right day. And, and my philosophy is, as a small business, people can't hire you if they don't know who you are or get to know you. And and she took a chance on me and I turned out I was one of the best speakers they, they've ever had in, in the history of their meetings. And all of those people who make decisions for schools, they brought me in as a way to empower the teachers uh, and the support staff. And I love that because usually when you walk in with educators, a lot of them, their arms are crossed and they're just like, all right, here we go. And to give them something different because they're the ones that are influencing our future educating mm -hmm. these young people and classroom management and having to plan lessons and teach and educate. So when I'm speaking to educators, I'm not talking about young people. I'm talking about them because when they become better as a person, when they become better uh, inside, they're going to become better at what they do. And that's what the impact is. So I, I would say if, if, you know, when people ask me, what's the best group that you speak to? all of them. I love speaking to everybody, but I really have a love and a passion to speak to educators, but getting, you know, getting in that open door through like a, an association or an educational association, that's, that's the hard part. But once you get in that open door, make a little bit of history with that group, do a good job. Um, that's when you, that's when it just leads to, to your love affair of really impacting the people that make a difference. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let's let's make sure that, that we talk about that. Let's make sure everybody knows how to get a hold of you. First of all, that Facebook. I'm, I'm going to put your Facebook link all over. Uh, Be awesome in this this podcast. Um, but they just search for Sam Glenn motivational speaker. Uh, Sam Glenn speaks. It's okay. Facebook.com uh, slash Sam Glenn speaks. Okay, and the, and it's the art of optimism. I think is what the the. The art giveaway, is that what you're calling it? Or is it well, is there we, something? Every, we call it the motivational art giveaway. Okay. And so I started losing track after 20. So we start numbering them. Today's number 64. And, and they just, every day it might be something. It's something different. So and, go, go uh, there every day. Yeah, I go there every day because there's two things I post there every day. I always post a positive quote because I believe you got to start your mind off right feed it something right, get it set for the day. So they can go there, get an original positive quote every day or a new quote, and then have a chance to win some artwork for their desk or home or, you know, something that connects to them. And, uh, but I also encourage people to keep feeding their minds during this time. So I put something on my website. I have two websites. Uh, the one where all my books are is samglenbooks.com. Mm -hmm. And they can actually download seven books for seven dollars, and uh, it's an ebook. Yep. And uh, I think it's one of the ones that you have there. It's I picked out seven that I think would really help people during this time, and so mm -hmm. uh, they're going to laugh, be inspired, and uh, so that's that's on that site. Yep. Yeah, and I'll put this on here, and it is. Uh, you're right. The the uh, the books, which I, I like, I said I. I'm going to do the $7 just because I know I, the courage and lizard lasagna that are two of the seven, I, I, I know I don't have, but, uh, 
Be Your Own Real Life Superhero, I think was one of the first ones that, uh, that I read. The Gift of Attitude, Life is Better When You're Laughing, The Magic of Enthusiasm and Attitude Changes Everything. And these are easy reads. Um, yep. I'm not a huge reader. They're an easy read. Um, and, and it's one of those, it's, it is a book that you could just open up and just read, um, you know, a handful of pages anywhere and pick up from it. Um, take something from it. You know, you do want to read it front to back, top to bottom, left to right, that whole thing. That's how most books are read, but you, if you wanted to, some of them, you could just pick it up and open up, open up a page and just start reading and, and you'll definitely get something, uh, that'll, 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 you know, for me, I always try to have at least a couple of books that that'll, that'll get my day going. This isn't one of yours. Yeah. This is the easiest read right now. And it's my reminder. It's 212 degrees, you know, yep. um, the extra degree, you know, 200, 211 degrees water's hot 212 degrees it's boiling and steam is produced and you can run a locomotive so you know it's just one of those you know mindset yeah. things that you have to get through on all of this stuff um your website for um for, to get more information i have you speaking is is it uh, samglenn.com two ends samglenn.com um yep. you you're doing the paint giveaways facebook um are you are you doing some bookings are you getting some bookings coming back online yeah I am actually doing uh, a lot of virtual sessions mm -hmm. and, uh, but I, I'm, I'm making them a little bit shorter. Mm -hmm. So we just started something called the motivational one, 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 where um, it's just, we try to keep it laid back. You know, it's one of those things where I believe in, in good mental health and you, and as a leader, you got to make sure your people are thinking right because as people are going out, they're wearing the mask, but they might have that double mask where they're going through a struggle and we need that moment to, to pump up our positivity. So uh, we do like a 10 to 15 minute, one 10 to 15 minute Zoom call like this. Um, everybody gets a book, an ebook, and then they get a coupon, a coupon voucher, a thousand dollars off my uh, in-person fee. So mm -hmm. we've been doing that and, and a lot of groups are really liking it, but I've noticed that the groups that have me for one session for one 10 to 15 minute session, they're, they're coming back, like trying to do something monthly. And so mm -hmm. they, they really like that where they bring people together and uh, get everybody thinking right and, and just feed in their mind something good. So that's, that's the one thing I'm noticing is everybody's like, we'd like a little bit more of that. So. Mm -hmm. well, good. Well, yeah. I will make sure that everybody knows how to get a hold. Yeah. I really appreciate you giving the time here today. We're going to be doing something kind of creative and neat next week. So I got you, I got you twice in one week. We'll be talking, uh, me, you, Eddie, and, and, uh, David cooks. You're going to love David who you haven't met yet. Um, but, uh, really appreciate you giving the time here today. Hope you guys have a, a great long weekend. I got a package going, package going in the mail of your, of your, uh, supply of shirts. Uh, for those that don't know, um, the super awesome shirt, which I'm wearing, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it was books I ordered right around the one year anniversary last year of be awesome. And, uh, something that, that you, that you do, that's really cool. And I, and I know that you're, you're bigger, you're bigger than just shipping to me, but every single thing that I've ever ordered from you, it might just be three words, but there's always a handwritten something that's in that package that, that sometimes is more powerful than what the package is meant to be because it shows that you care. It's a handwritten something. And you, you wrote it, I've got it in my office here somewhere. And you're like, you need a cape. You're, uh, you're, you need a cape. You're so awesome or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, huh, I wonder if I could spell super with uh, 
periodic elements into a super awesome shirt. And sure enough, yeah, I found the periodic elements. I sent you a message. I'm like, good news. I'm going to do a limited 100 shirt. That's all I'm making. Super awesome shirt. And it's dedicated to you and the one year anniversary. We've got a handful of them. I might have one in your size left. So if I do, I'll, I'll pack it up as well. But uh, you are the create, you are the, the creative genius behind super awesome. So now I got to figure out something peach awesome. I wonder if I can spell it. I have to go back through my periodic element uh, table. Up. Life is, life is peachy, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I think you sent me like maybe one or two of the, the be awesome hats. And, Limited uh, edition hats. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, every time I did a video post with those or walk, went out in public, I got more responses with that hat. And, and I'm not lying, but both of them have been stolen. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've <laughs> been places with family where they're just like, man, that's a cool hat. And then I go to leave them like, where's my hat? <laughs> so they're both Houdini. gone. I will, I will uh, have some hats made because that was, I made, I had, I think, 20 hats made. Uh, and I, I might have, if I have any left, I will, I will uh, send them your way because oh, they do disappear. But uh, yeah, I will, people like those, those hats. You'll, you'll do good with those. Cause uh, everywhere I went, the post office, grocery store, you always evoked a response because people, they look at it and, and, you know, they're trying to read it and put yeah. it together and they're just like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it makes their day. It really yeah. does. It's, it's the best. Uh, it's, and what's funny is I put a post on, on my personal Facebook page a couple of weeks ago, I've been cleaning out my basement and I found a uh, chemistry test that I, a chemistry quiz. And on the last question, it's like, what is the volatility or whatever? I don't even know what volatility is, but I, I drew this picture of supposedly it was a picture of me. And, uh, and it's, and I got my hand up and then I got like an air bubble that says, I love chemistry. And then on the back behind me is a guy laying down under the emergency shower that says I'm burning. That was my answer to the volatility question. <laughs> I only got a 68, but I was sitting there going, man, how did I come up? You know, I got a, I got a company made out of periodic elements and I'm drawing pictures of people burning saying I love chemistry in 1992, like how times have come, come full circle, but it is people look at it. And they try to figure it out. And then when they do, it puts a smile on their face. And the people yes, that, it and the, does. And the people that figure it out right out of the gate, puts a smile on their face. So you're guaranteed yep. to put a smile on someone's face when you yeah. hear something that says be awesome. So um, yeah, no, re really you. Appreci appreciate your support, my friend. That's going to be a wrap for this episode. Uh, as Sam talks about, people love, people love be awesome stuff. So we've got shirts. I've got a handful of super awesome shirts. Um, we're selling everything off right now. You don't have to pay shipping and handling. We're going to drive down our inventory and switch over to all American made. We've got hundred percent American made spandex, cotton face coverings, 10 bucks, no shipping and handling. I put them in the mail. Uh, they look cool. They're black with the be awesome logo on it. People have been loving them for a shipment went out this week. Um, and, uh, you know, follow us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, please subscribe, like, share, comment reviews and ratings on itunes specifically you do it you get a free t-shirt save 24.99 give me your address uh josh at beawesome.com and uh and we'll, we'll get that out to you so this has been an amazing episode for me i'm glad i got to share a little bit of my story of how i got started uh, i know you knew a little bit of it um and the power that you you you, you helped get me to uh to get going that, that piece of optimism and hope just needed a kickstart. And I got it that September in 2015 in Oklahoma city. So, um, thank you very much, my friend. Um, if you can, <laughs> if you can do the ratings and reviews on iTunes, to, just before I forget, and you send me Josh at the I have sizes, uh, small, 
to 3XL. I, that's, <laughs> that's my disclaimer because I had someone uh, that asked me for a extra small or extra, extra small. I, don't, I haven't gone that small yet, um, but I'm working on it. So with that said, if you can be anything, be awesome. Have a great day.